Blog Talk Radio. Girl Elgarth, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host Jen. How are you this morning? I'm doing great, beautiful. It's so nice to wake up and talk to you. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> I love our mornings <laughs> together. They're yeah. so awesome. And this morning is pretty cold. brisk. Oh, well, this morning is pretty cold out uh, yeah, side, I'm and it's freezing. supposed to. Yeah, it's supposed to remain pretty cold the rest of the day, like the 30s. Now, what's interesting is North Georgia um, is actually under a weather advisory, a winter weather advisory. But um, supposedly it's not supposed to touch Atlanta or the metro Atlanta area. Um, They did talk about some rain with sleep. but rain, which is going to make it miserable for rush hour for people getting home. Yeah. Absolutely, and I'm just hoping it stays above freezing because they were talking about some sleet. So let's just hope that that doesn't happen because you know that will make it even more of a mess. Oh yes, 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 and we can't have any of that. Right. Although (laughs) we can't avoid it. We can't avoid it. It's like no matter what, there's always something that Atlanta drivers do to make traffic just unbearable. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, especially the year we forgot about salt. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, let's let's just pray today that, you know, everything goes smoothly and our weather stays, you know, at least, you know, we don't get any sleet. Let's just hope that. The rain is yeah. bad enough, but when yeah. you're mixing rain with sleet and Atlanta drivers, those just don't go together. <laughs> yes, think positive thoughts today. Right. So it is Hump Day Wednesday, and you are listening to The B Word, where we are helping resolve broke pockets and broke mindsets. We are a talk-slash-music show that promotes the education of the community through engaging topics about money, politics, education, health, and entertainment, while showcasing artists and music that uplifts the community. Oh, We are on Monday through Friday from 9 to 10. That's Eastern Time. We're on Blog Talk Radio, and we hope that we... 
give you information and some motivation that moves you through the rest of your day. So I hope you got that cup of coffee this morning and you are ready to go in. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can call 215-383-3787. You can use that number to just listen in as well. But if you want to talk to us, press 1 on your keypad and you can speak with us live on the air. Please also use our email address. I've been getting a lot of music. We'll be playing some new music today, as a matter of fact. Some inspirational music, just because of our topic. It's kind of kind of heavy today, kind of heavy for me. But if you want to um, send that music, you can send it to the B underscore word at yahoo.com. Also send your comments, questions, you know, jokes, whatever you want to. And, um, you know, I'll read those and maybe respond, maybe not. <laughs> you can... Uh, also go to Blog Talk Radio, uh, search the B word, and you'll find us. We're on Facebook, B word with Elgarth, Twitter, and Instagram at the B word underscore Elgarth, and you can also listen at the website, the B hyphen word dot com. Um, we are just trying to provide you with inspiration, motivation, as well as tips that you can use to improve your life financially, mentally, and emotionally, and physically. Um, also, I mentioned this before. Blog Talk Radio now has an app for your Android phone, so please go download that. It will make it a lot easier to listen to us. Um, and if you're on an iOS phone, we do have podcasts that you can listen to on the Apple Podcast app or iTunes. So we're kind of all over the place, which is a good thing. Yeah, we like so, that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So our topic today, unfortunately, is called Cancer Sucks Because It Does. I want to kill yeah. it and beat it up. So today I'm going to share my personal story of how my life has most recently been affected by this horrible thing called cancer. And, you know, why don't we have a fix for this yet? God. And what we can do as individuals to reduce our chances. Why do some people get cancer for, like, no apparent reason and other people who probably should be more predisposed to getting cancer never do? So we're just going to explore this topic you know, in detail today. And if you or you know anyone that has been affected and you want to share your story or experience, you know, you please listen in or call in. Share it with all your friends if you know somebody who is dealing with this situation, you know, currently. Jen, you know, have you ever had, you know, experienced this in your family or friends? Yes, actually, my mother-in-law passed away several years ago um, from bone cancer. Um, and she had been fighting it for years. And of course, it was in her family. So it was in her family okay. line. So of course, you know, I have to make sure that uh, Gray and Ryan, you know, they get a physical every year. And, you know, I'm being proactive that way to make sure that, you know, they learn every year you need to go get a physical, you need to get checked out. And, you know, because she had caught it a little bit earlier, uh, things could have possibly gone a different way. But, you know, after you know, so many years of it, I think she just kind of gave up. How many years did she suffer? Um, and they thought they had gotten it all, but it just kept creeping back. And then they would, you know, get it. And then they said she was cancer free and then it would come up again. So, and of course that always happened in her family line. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, you know, I don't know if that was mostly genetic or if it was, they were missing something, you know, right. it just wasn't showing up. But um, the first time that it happened, it, you know, 
it wasn't small. It took a little while before they could get it all. But, you know, at, you know, after a while, you could just see it in her face. She kind of just gave up. How old was, was she? Uh, she was uh, in the late 60s, early 70s. Okay. So she was very young. Right, yeah. And, of course, um, my, my grandfather died from colon cancer. So uh, that was my uh, grandfather. Um, right, I remember you died. telling me about that. Yeah, yeah. And so, I, I, remember I was little. Talking. I was really little when that happened, and I didn't really understand everything that was going on. Right, right. Um, I meant to tell you guys this before I, uh, we got kind of into the su- subject really quick, but my mind is kind of all over the place, and you know we'll talk about why that is. Um, but. I do a radio show on Tuesday nights as well, and so if you guys ever want to listen to kind of a hip-hop talk, you know, fun kind of radio show um, late at night, because we're on from 10 to midnight, then you can listen. It's called New Radio, and the website is GiveMeYoYOMusic.com, but I'm a little tired this morning because, um, you know, the show ran kind of late, and... We were having so much fun, so I hope I don't sound too, you know, offbeat this morning. You sound um, beautiful, dear. <laughs> ah, that's so sweet. You love me. <laughs> yes, I do love you, girl. <laughs> also, I I did an interview recently, and it will be airing today on this station called Source Nation, and they are also on Blog Talk Radio. So it's called, oh, I'm, yeah, Source Radio Network is what it's called. And that show will air tonight at 7.15 Eastern Time. I think my interview actually starts at 8.15. But I was interviewed about uh, Blanket of Freedom and the work that I'm trying to do with veterans and supporting mental illness. So I would love it if you guys would check that out tonight. So they're that, that just going to be hearing me all over the place today. They're going to get sick and tired of me. So I'm gonna no, talk. No, no, no. So, um, so I do want to. What, what What is your story with cancer? How How have you been personally affected? Well, uh, we're gonna talk about that in just a few minutes. Um, what I want to do first is I'm you gonna. Way, quick, don't you? I know. I mean, you're gonna be in suspense. Um, <laughs> but I do want to say this. There was, I mean, just in 2016. We already talked about a couple of shows ago the deaths of some yeah. very prominent actors and celebrities that die, and mostly all of them was from some form of cancer. Um, Alan Rickman died of cancer. Uh, David Bowie died of cancer. Yeah. Celine Dion's husband, Renee, okay. and then her brother just days later <laughs> also oh. died of cancer. I mean... This is just a rampant, you know, disease that is kind of taking hold and not letting go. And we're going to talk a little bit about how that happens and why it's such a difficult disease to manage, you know, and uh, stamp out. And uh, so we're just we're going to get into all that. I'm going to talk about my story as soon as we come back. But before we get too hot and heavy, I want to go ahead and lighten the mood just a little bit. We're going to play a couple of songs, some 
happy, inspirational, just to kind of get people ready. Because, you know, when you talk about, you know, sickness and especially things that, you know, are terminal, sometimes terminal diseases, you know, it can get a little heavy for people, especially knowing how many people have been affected and unfortunately will be affected by this horrible, horrible disease. So um, keep your, your, keep everything locked and, you know, keep listening and sip on your coffee or maybe get a drink. I know it's early in the morning, but maybe you need a drink right now. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) I'm serious. And, uh, you know, I quit drinking. I might start back. I don't know. Y'all, y'all keep praying for me that I don't start drinking. But we'll be right back (laughs) right after this break. So stay tuned. Yeah, 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 baby. Mm. She loves this song, cause I'm on this song. You looking at me, girl, with those big old pretty eyes. And the world's most beautiful smile, I just can't say no. Gotta show you love for making me feel so good inside You can bet that your boy gon' ride For sure, for sure And if you wanna see the world I'm gon' buy you a map You know, just show me where you wanna go I'm gonna make sure you stay brand new 
too busy giving up all your stuff. But baby girl, don't you know you're a diamond in the rough? It's been tough, but you're still here. Tell the story 
But I found out yesterday the total story. We had kind of known for a couple of days that something was going on, but found out yesterday that my aunt has stage four bone cancer and that it has metastasized to her spine um, and her brain. And there is, they think there's some in her lungs as well. So, um, you know, the, the prognosis is not good. Basically, they're just saying the first opinion, which we are definitely seeking a second. And the good news is that we do have somebody, a doctor in the family who works in this field is like number one in in his hospital or the head of his hospital in this area. So we're looking to get, you know, a second opinion and more opinions about her situation. But the current prognosis is that, you know, she just needs to be on pain, a pain regimen and possibly soon, you know, nurse and hospice care. So, you know, it's just kind of hard for me to accept at this moment. And, you know, you guys are really the first kind of hearing about it besides my husband and, of course, Jen. She heard about it. But um, I haven't even called my aunt yet, you know, Jen. It's just I don't – I can't. At, I just can't at this point. You know, I don't well, feel like I'm able to. Um, you don't – I mean, you should, and you should spend as much time as possible so that you don't regret not saying everything, having those wonderful moments and the good memories. Um, because my, and as I told you before, when my mother-in-law, when they said it had spread to her brain, uh, she, you know, declined very rapidly and we treasured every moment. Well, the good thing about it is my aunt is in very good spirits from what my cousin is saying. And she is basically, you know, at peace with it. And, um, you know, some of the things my cousin was saying, you know, she was talking about was she was able to see her grandkids grow up, go to college. She was able to see my cousin, you know, finally find the love of her life and get married and, you know, be involved in that. And so she feels really at ease and, you know, and is comforted by those things and is in a happy state. So that makes me feel a lot better. And I do think I'm going to pick up the phone and call her today, but... You know, because this is affecting me right now, I started thinking about, you know, this disease. And this isn't the first time I had my godmother, who basically was like my other mother, grew up with her, lived with her. She died of, I think she had cervical cancer, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and she died in 2009. And um, I think it was 2009. And then I had a sorority sister who in 2009 died of breast cancer. So, you know, this has touched me in more ways than one. And I know you said your grandfather died, your mother-in-law passed as well. This is a disease that is just running rampant. And unfortunately, the statistic is that 40% of the population will be touched by cancer. And that mean, and I don't mean like people in their family getting it. I mean, one in three people will get some form of cancer in their life, which is an astounding statistic for me. Wow, that and that's unreal. It's wow. scary. That makes you me know think I mean? it's like something environmental. Exactly. I'm like what. 
you know, my good friend Janice, she works with um, the Lung Association. And she had told me that, you know, everybody thinks that, you know, lung cancer comes from smoking. She goes, that's a very small percentage of it. Most people who have lung cancer don't smoke. Right. And worked with, Isn't that you know, crazy? Years, so it's got to be something environmental. We need to change our food. Yeah. And what's, what's, what's crazy is, and I don't know because I wasn't born back then, but it seems that, you know, obviously people probably died of cancer, and at the time they just didn't know what it was. You know, right. so I'm wondering the, the prevalence of, you know, of where this started, you know what I mean, and how it is just blown out of control, and there's so many types of cancer, I mean, there are right. hundreds of types of cancer and right. how it can affect you and how it can grow. And, you know, some people, it, it's genetics and other people, it's environmental. And because they say that it's different from person to person, that is the issue with coming up with like a complete treatment plan for everybody or a complete cure for everyone. And like so you were what, talking about your I'm mother-in-law. Well, what I'm confused about is there is so much money that goes to research for cancer. And, I mean, we're talking millions of dollars every single year, yet they're no further down the track of um, being able to really find the root of it and stop it. And I don't understand with all the money that goes to research – why they haven't found something yet. You know, that's a, a really important question. And I wish we had an expert, you know, yeah. on the line who could kind of explain what the issue is. Let me tell you my perspective, you know, coming from okay. somebody who doesn't know anything. But my thing is, I guess when you give this money, it's, some of it does go to, you know, the research, but uh, some of it goes to fundraising so they can get more money. But yeah. I guess over time you have to do, you know, the trials and see what's working and see what's not. And it's all about, you know, looking at the various types and trying different things. It's like a trial and error, you know, thing. And so then you try a certain medicine and you got to go through clinical trials. And if that doesn't work, then you pretty much like are back at the beginning. And these right. pharmaceutical companies that yeah. are creating all these medications – I mean, I think it's like, uh, it should be against the law. It's like a racket, you know what yes. I mean? To be able to um, afford these treatments and medications. And I personally, I think that's where, like, all the money is, is going. I yeah. know there are some things that, you know, they're they're doing to to make things better, but there's a whole lot of information that we don't know about, and I think we don't know about it is because the money is going to places that it probably shouldn't be going. That's my well, opinion. I totally agree. I totally agree with you on that one. Um, but, you know, and you also have to understand a lot of that fundraising money goes to the budgets for those nonprofits. And that's what um, I think they need to make a little bit more visible so that people kind of understand where their money goes to. And they're just not handing over their money blindly thinking that this is going to help because, you know, I mean, th there's been articles about the Red Cross and, and, 
you know, all of that about it, all of it going to salaries and the bonuses and things of that nature. Um, you know, I think we really need to find out where the money's going to. Right, because, you know, they've got these statistics on a lot of these nonprofits where it says for every dollar, like only two cents actually go to whatever, yeah. you know, you're donating to, and the rest of it goes to, like, administrators. Yeah, no, no. So that's <laughs> if you're going to do a fundraising for administrative, be honest about it because, you know, just come out and say, look, we need this budget. We, you know, we've got employees here. We got to pay. Help us out. Be honest about it. If you're, if you're forthcoming, I think more people would be a little bit uh, looser with their money. But I don't think any nonprofit executive needs to be making $1.5 million a year. That's just oh, insane. Well, honey, there are some that make over that. That's just insane to me. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I totally agree with you making a salary from your work. But right. for a nonprofit, an organization that its whole purpose is to give back to whatever cause or campaign that they're giving to, should not be getting a seven-figure salary. I just don't agree with that. For example, my nonprofit, I just want to make a salary that I can live off of. I don't need a million dollars a year. Exactly. And I did that with my nonprofit. With my nonprofit, I had it written into the bylaws, and it was passed through the board that regardless of how long the nonprofit was here, no one in the company could make over $100,000 a year. I right. Put, that I just purposely put it in the bylaws. The money should be going towards the cost. For, so for in my case, the money should be going to help the veterans. That's what the whole organization is for. Why am I yes. making a million dollars, you know what I mean, when that yes. money could be going to support somebody who needs help? Definitely. And I agree with that. I just feel like, these organizations, and I think actually one of the cancer nonprofits was on one of those lists. To be honest with you, if I remember correctly, yes. there was a there was yes. a cancer I organization. Was in the list, and yes, they were. Yes, they were. Yeah. Um. So you know, you, who knows where the freaking money's going? Who knows why we have it? And it could be that you know, and I hate to go conspiracy theorist, but. That they don't want to find a cure. You know, it's 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 more money in the treatment versus the cure of it. You know what I mean? Exactly. And the prevention of it. Yeah. So, and you you heard that story where all those doctors were have been coming out on um, investigation because they were telling people they had cancer and they didn't. Oh. And treating them for cancer that they didn't have, and some of those patients so even horrible. died. Because of the treatment. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was a it was a huge big. Yeah, it was a huge big scandal about how these doctors were telling patients that they had cancer and they did not have it. Oh my gosh, I feel so sorry. Oh, jeez. Yeah, and it's 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 really just sad. I mean, already people who get cancer, it's already painful. But to tell people that they have it and they don't have it and make them go through all those horrible things and chemo and what it does to the body, I just can't imagine. They need to be put, like, so far, they need to be given cancer treatments until they die. That's how I feel. 
exactly. put them through the exact same thing that you put your patients through, and you know, oh. see how it feels. I'm like an yeah. eye for an eye. You know what I mean in oh. that regard. Yes, I, I do. So, I do agree with that one on that aspect. Oh my gosh, I cannot. Be- oh, I feel so sorry for the people who had to go through that. Yeah, I hope so. I was reading. Yeah, well, I, was, I didn't hear any stories about them being children. Um, most okay. of the ones I heard were were the adults. Um, but yeah, if it was children, it needs to be even a worse punishment for them. Like they yeah. need to cut off all the protruding appendages on their body and Agreed. just keep them alive with tubes. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So I was reading, you know, up on the cancer and like we were talking earlier about the different types and how you get it and why some people get it and, you know, are not predisposed to it. And other people that actually do things, you know, that could cause cancer don't get it. So we were talking about like the smokers and how people will have smoked for years and years, which is why when they first started talking about it, it wasn't a deterrent for people to stop smoking. Because right. people were like, well, so-and-so smoked for 82 years, and they didn't die of cancer. You right. know, what is it that, you know, some people get this disease, have no predisposition, are healthy, eat healthy, they get cancer, and then you got these people who probably should be getting cancer and don't. And, right. you know, what I, what I found is a lot of times, you know, we don't know it, but people are genetically um, can be right. genetically dis- like, um, disposed to get it. Right, kind of like Angelina Jolie. Um, yes. She found the, I guess, the the gene and had the double mastectomy uh, to prevent any of that going on later in her life. So exactly. Mm. See, this is the thing. I'm glad you brought Angelina Jolie up. Because, see, Angelina Jolie has money, which means she can go and decide, I'm going to have all this gene therapy because I've got the freaking money to pay for it. And whereas a regular Joe Blow, I can't just walk into a doctor and be like, you know what, give me a whole bunch of gene therapy to see if I'm, you know, predisposed to getting (laughs) cancer so I can go ahead and take care of it now. Because they're going to say, okay, you got about, what, $50 million for that? Right. You know, so it's unfortunate that people who don't have money sometimes can't get the treatment or the same benefit that others can get. And, you know, you get – and I'm not saying that I wanted her to die of – Breast cancer, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, no, no. Because she, but, I mean, she did have... For the celebrities, it is. I, I mean, they do have the money, so they can go to the best doctors. They can get the best treatment. Uh, you know, their options are more accessible, whereas for you and I, um, we sometimes have to decide whether we need something that's going to save our life. Right. And, you know, we can't... Unless something is actually going wrong, then a lot of times we don't, you know, we it's not, we don't have the money and we don't have the insurance to just walk into some place and say, I, there's nothing wrong right now, but, you know, let's just kind of do some research and see if something might be wrong later on. It just right. doesn't work that way. You know what yeah. I mean? For us, for regular people. I mean, we have seniors and, right now who 
have to decide between their medications and food. You know, it shouldn't be that way. It really should not be that way. And of course, any cancer medication out there is so expensive, nobody can afford it anyway. Yeah. It's, I mean, to and see a bill from the hospital. was like over $2,000, and it was just one pill for one month. That's ridiculous. Well, I mean, look at that guy who got the, um, bought the right to the, the pill for HIV and raised the price, like, by a 1,000%. Who does that, first of all? You know what well, I mean? Well, he also got arrested, uh, what was it, a, he did. Uh, last month? <laughs> yeah. He got arrested yeah, so. for fraud in one of his other investments. <laughs> so that's poetic justice, you know what yeah. I mean? But, but that's what I'm talking about. You got these companies and these individuals who have the rights to these medications, and everything is so freaking expensive that you can't even afford to take care of yourself. Right. And at the last minute, right, and then at the last minute, you you know, you find out you have the this issue, and it's too late almost to do anything about it. Right. So it, it just, it really bothers me the way that our system is set up, because, you know, in other countries, Country, especially socialist countries, healthcare is free. And right. you know, one of the things that this capitalist society—and I don't—I'm not saying I agree with everything socialism—but one of the things in this society that we should have access to is healthcare when we need it. Here, here, yeah. You know, and, and I think yeah, that you know, I, one I, of the things being an ex-flight attendant, um, I've been over to London. They have an excellent healthcare system there. You know, everybody can get the treatment. You know, I don't really believe in the socialist medic- medicine um, because, you know, either you're all in or you're all out. You can't just take bits and pieces of it and make it work. Um, right. You know, but we need to do more to control the insurance companies and the pharmaceutical companies from jacking up the prices. And make oh, it so difficult for us. It's not really health care reform. It's more insurance and pharmaceutical reform. Right. Absolutely. There needs to be some type of yeah. wrangling in of, you know, these companies that are, I mean, it's all about making money. And that's, to me, that's one of the unfortunate downsides of capitalism. Making money is great. But when you do it at the expense of people's lives, then to me that that's where it becomes an issue. Yeah. So, you know, if you're a company and all you care about is your bottom line and your profit, and you're a company that is supposed to be providing something that's essential to someone's life or health, and that's not your primary concern, that is an issue for me. Yes, I agree with that totally. We need to you know. do something about that. People need to speak up and we need to start having conversations to, I mean, because, you know, I think if there are enough voices out there raising awareness to our concerns, we can make a difference. Yeah, but I mean, how do we, 
how do we get that started? You know, there's so many there's so many causes. I have to say this. There's so many causes. Everybody has a cause. You know, there's the gay, lesbian, you know, community. They have their cause. There are feminists, you know, women. They have their cause. You know, there's so many freaking causes. Everybody's out there with picket signs about their causes. Where do we determine, you know what I'm saying, for the common good of everyone, you know, what causes we can all kind of fight for? You know what I mean? Because when you have so many segments, when you have a segmented community where everybody's just focused on their thing, I mean, I'm going to include Black Lives Matter, you know, all of right. them. When you're, when you're so segmented, it, it's hard. Do you remember back in the civil rights time, everybody was focused on civil rights? You know, the white people yeah. got involved, the black people were all involved, and you saw a complete change in the system. And that's because there was a complete focus in that area. In order right. for a huge change like this, like health care or um, insurance and regula- regulating these pharmaceutical companies, reform, I think there has to be a complete focus in that area of everyone. It can't just be these small groups lobbying because nobody's going to listen because you got big business and they're just well, going to drown you out because they have lobbying. I mean, oh, don't get me on a political subject, but we need to stop <laughs> lobbying. We need to stop letting companies and corporations, uh, you know, contribute to people's campaigns to influence certain candidates to vote a certain way. You know, our politicians Absolutely. are there for the people and they're not. They're only there for themselves, how much money they can make and you know, the wheeling and dealing behind the, the scenes. I'm absolutely disgusted with our political system right now, uh, but that's just me. No, I mean, I totally agree with you. I mean, we're all off I think this is important, you know what I mean? Because it's yeah. all kind of it's all kind of intertwined. When you supposedly, the people are supposed to be able to vote and make the decisions on what is going to govern them and the people who are going to govern them. It doesn't work when big businesses with big with the big money can lobby for whatever it is they want. It's just not yeah. a system that works for me. No. Yes. So, you and know, big bank, the, we need to get, and, and our big bank, our financial system, they need to get out of anything to do with the government, as far as I'm concerned, they wield too much power, and they do influence a lot when it comes to the laws and the bills that are being passed. But well, I'm, don't get I'm me started on the freaking. <laughs> don't get me started on the freaking federal government. I mean, because oh. then the people who hold the money, like the Federal Reserve, which is an even government, so and a yeah. lot of people don't even know that and how that works, but. That we girl, we can talk a whole nother radio show on that, and I can't believe we only got freaking five minutes left. We didn't even get to our second music segment. We just oh, went off, which yeah. I love it. I love it. We had a great conversation remember, today. You, you know, the the top people who do wield a lot of power, it is one percent. Ninety nine percent of us are all in the same boat. And 99% can really make some noise, but we all have to focus and do it. It just can't be one or two people or one or two groups. We all have to get together and say enough and 
start demanding. And, you know, I'm a girl. I can demand. I love doing that stuff. I can be very demanding. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, we had a great show today, Jen. Thanks so much for, you know, all your input and your feelings behind it. Um, I love the fact that, you know, we share so many commonalities. And, yes. you know, I know you can support me, and, of course, I support girl, I you. you. I love, I love you, you, too. And I'm just going to ask all our listeners out there, you know, just to please keep me uplifted. You know, if I don't want, want to say prayers. Not everybody prays or believes in God, but that's fine. But whatever your center is, whatever your power is, you know, push it in my direction, that positive energy, just to my me and my family, as we, you know, continue to deal with the situation with my aunt. And if you have somebody that, you know, in your family that's dealing with cancer um, or any type of terminal disease or illness, make sure you get all the information. Definitely seek more than one opinion because there's more than one way to skin a cat. To include, there are a lot of holistic methods out there that have been very successful in treating a lot of these diseases. And Jen, I think you're absolutely right. I think that, yeah, absolutely. And I think you're absolutely right when we say something in the environment has taken hold and will not let go. So we need to be very careful what we put into our bodies, what we have around our bodies, um, and just, you know, try to live a healthier life. And no, that doesn't always work. But yeah. we can do the best possible thing we can to help try to prevent it and then make our bodies strong enough so that if we do need to go to some kind of treatment, then, you know, we can handle it, we can take it, and hopefully we can get through it. Yes. So That was beautifully said. That was beautifully said. <laughs> thank you. And we want to thank our listeners for listening today. As always, it is a pleasure for us to be able to speak with you each and all every week. Remember, we're on Blog Talk Radio Monday through Friday, 9 to 10 a.m. So thanks again for tuning in. Tell your friends. And we hope you got something that has helped to open your mind just a little bit more. And as always, everything we say and do is because we love you and we love us. And being broke ain't free. I'm your host, El Garth. I got my beautiful co-host, Jen. And we will see you guys next time on Call It Out, Jen. Uh, the B word. Have a great day, everybody. Absolutely.